It is a Conflict Resolution Wednesday. Today we're talking about the topic of sex and sexuality when it comes to you and your children. Maybe hubby, for instance, believes because she's a girl and you're the mother, you talk to her about these things. Mm. But you're like, no, you're the father. You're also a parent. Mm. Why can't we both do it? Yeah. What are some of the conflicts that arise as a result of having to navigate sex and sexuality with children? Or where you see nothing wrong with your little girl wearing a bit of makeup, play play. But someone else is like, no, don't allow your child to You're wear lip gloss. You're sexualizing them. them. Don't allow them to wear a bum shorts. But then you look back and say, it's a child. Why would anyone think of sex when they see a child in bum shorts, for yeah. instance? Yeah. What are some of these topics that uh, arise in your family? I wanted to know, when you say sexuality, what that means for, for in, our colors? Because in, it could be about the, the act itself. It could be about sexuality as in... Um, the you child be, is gay. You could be in denial about that. Yeah, for a child instance. is gay. A child yes. is lesbian. A child is trans. Sure. Um, so is, is that is it that open? All of that. Thank you. All of that. Is it a source of conflict in your family? Have you guys found that sweet spot where you can navigate these things? Because maybe you, as a family, talk. You're open. Uh, the kids know that mama and papa, yes, they're parents, but they're also there for us to talk to. Mm. Um, no, do you know for a fact that if your girl was to God forbid fall pregnant? They tell you first. Let's mm. talk. Or mm. send us a voice note. Zero eight one five double seven double three double three. Mr. Easy, I miss you bad. It's ten minutes after eight. Conflict resolution Wednesday. How is it happening in your household? Or how did your parents navigate topics of sex, maybe even sexuality, for instance? Was it taboo to talk about the fact that you as the boy in the family were effeminate and maybe they were in denial about it it was never mm -hmm. discussed yeah mm -hmm. just the other day actually we were having a conversation with my six-year-old tato yeah and just talking about friends and then he says to me yeah but then mommy there's this one boy in our class he only ever plays with the girls and I said, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If he wants mm. to play with the girls, mm. that's fine. So mm. when he wants to play with you guys, he plays with you guys. When exactly. he wants to play with the girls, he wants to play with the and girls. And it starts there. Exactly. Because you could have said... Um, oh, it's Taban. Yeah, mm. and, and uh, you don't have any relations with him. Exactly. Um, he's not good he's at that. The and then he exactly. goes to school and then he starts bullying. Exactly. Mm. Here are your voice notes. I introduced my, my daughter to this topic when she was only three years old i did not say it openly that it's about sex but i just told her that um to be aware that nobody is supposed to touch her in a certain way and five years later she still remembers and maybe as years go then we'll go deep into the conversation but i introduced her to her when she was only three years old my take on it is is, is that um, the, i think parents should start the the conversation of of um you know sexuality with with their kids from from as early as possible because you can't also shy away from the fact that uh, kids have now you know started getting pregnant from as early as the ages of of 11 and 12. Uh, so i think the the quicker or, or the faster that that would that, that parents do get to talk to their kids it would be a better way as well you know try to educate them and tell them no this is how it happens or, or these are the pros and cons in it and and when is the right age to start i like what the lady said uh, earlier on about the fact that from age three my daughter knew that 
these are your privates. Yes. Mm. No one is allowed to touch. Yes. Yeah. No one is entitled to touch. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone touches, it's not your fault. Yeah. And if anyone touches, tell me. Yeah. Mm. It's the same thing we've done with Tato. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Your private parts are your private parts. And Titi's wife said something very like deep and, and, and profound. Mm. We're at a picnic and and um, the, the six-year-old came to, to her mm. and said, Mommy, I know I, I don't have to tell you now. And, and he said, I have to tell you when, when it happens. Mm. But I want to tell you that nobody touched me at school. Yes. Mm. You know? Yes. And then because she, she told the, the daughter that no one is supposed to touch you here. Mm. And then the daughter said, even Dada. said, mm. yes, even mm. Dada. Yes. Dada is the father. Yes. yes. And I found that so beautiful that she also volunteers to say, not only to report when she's touched, yes. Yes. but only to just keep the mother up, updated. Up to date, yeah. Nobody mm. touched me today. Yes, mm. which is good. Mm. It's I good. think it's I opening think, the lines of communication. Mm. I think back to when I was grade two, grade three, we had a cousin, a girl, mm. and she was a teenager. Mm. And she used to indecently touch us. Mm. But as boys, we'd sometimes get excited about it mm. or think it's a game. Mm. Mm. But just looking back, because mm. no one had told us yeah. Mm. Yeah. that no one's supposed to do that, mm. you start looking forward to it. Yeah. Mm. And also, also, I think we should be cautious of the dangers, especially with boys, mm. Mpo, um, that we also tell them that you should not at any point touch or see or be in contact with another woman's private parts. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you why I'm saying this. Mm. There are kids that are abused by older women, mm. yeah. boys that are mm. abused by older women, and they, because they were told that only girls have to protect their private parts, yeah. mm. um, um, they don't see anything wrong. Mm. And there's a bit of excitement that Fresh was talking about, yes. where a 25-year-old mm. would abuse a 12-year-old, mm. yeah. and, and it becomes... It, it's an everyday thing. And yeah. even the boy starts wanting to go there yeah. because it, it seems right and it feels right. And yes. no one has said it's Yes, wrong. until when you're older and you look back and you go, mm. that was abuse. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Good morning, Kolani. Thank you for holding. Hi, good morning. Nice yeah. How are you guys doing? We're, we're good, man. Thanks for asking. What's on your mind? Uh, wonderful. Uh, very interesting topic. Uh, at home, my wife and myself, we were left with the dilemma of an 11-year-old cooking porn in our phone. Uh, because we never discussed these issues holistically or fully with them. And uh, they have taught us a lesson, well, he has taught us a lesson that uh, the earlier you discuss these issues with the kids, the better. Hmm. Because they will start understanding the importance of... Uh, oh, no. Okay, we missed the part. So what, what happened with this 11-year-old? I also missed that bit. I was hoping that I can catch it as he was going... We are joined by psychologist Dr. Tsepiso Matenji. Morning, Doc. Good morning, family. How are you guys? We're, We're good. good. Good to see you. Yeah. Before we talk generally, yes. tell us about you, your family, your kids. How did you guys deal with sex, sexuality, and okay. that minefield? So I think the first part um, is when the child becomes aware that their bodies are different. Mm. Yeah. So the girl child notices that I look like mommy, mm. but daddy is different. Sure. Mm. Um, and for some kids, they don't actually get a chance to see that because then we say from the beginning, do not be naked in front of your kids. Mm. Which I don't but agree. but in I don't agree as yeah. well because of in the beginning, they, they, they actually do not see any differences in our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as your child becomes aware and my daughter literally just grabbed and said, ah, papa, we're not on and great. Oh. 
And, <laughs> oh, and then went ahead and said the same thing to my father-in-law. Ah, oh, papa, papa, onali. And that was the beginning of, okay, so mommy and daddy are the same. Yes. Mommy and you, are, we look the same. Mm. And papa, Lee, uh, your, your brother, look yes. the same. Yes. So we're not going to wash together anymore. Mm. And we're not going to just to up to, to protect our privacy. Sure. But then even then, then early on, I began the conversation about certain areas that you can touch and other people may not touch mm. about your circle of privacy mm. that when 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 you comes to your little boobies uh, and your private parts if you only let certain people touch you mm. for instance we had an uncle when we were growing up who whenever we were together for christmas the girls he'd grab by the be- breast yeah, yeah, on yeah. some yeah. and then mm. he'd grab us mm. by the nuts yes, yeah. mm. oh, and, everyone, and everyone would laugh that about it yes. but everyone would laugh about mm. it mm. I want to I wanna mention as well that it, that created a challenge when my kids were going to my in-laws for the holidays because yeah. Opa would be trying to bath Mo and Mo would be saying Opa this is my private parts you ah, do not yes. get to touch you do not get to see to turn around wow. and by then <laughs> she's around 4, 5 and yes. 6 but yeah. for me it was just more about her being aware of her body mm. and the fact that she gives people permission to touch her. Yes. Of course, that meant she does not wash in those areas and mm. Oba was not allowed. So he would have to close his eyes and palpate wherever. Yes, yes. But that began the awareness. By the time we now talk about conversations about sex, mm. the child is already aware of their body. So their sense of awareness is there mm. as well as what parts of their bodies are actually sacred to them and the boundaries about it and mm. what is comfortable and not comfortable forms of, of touching. Mm. So nobody would come and grab her boobs because mm. if you did, you are invading my, bri- exactly. my privacy mm. and what you're doing is inappropriate. 18 minutes after 8, share with us your views, your thoughts. We're even taking calls. Feel free to use 089-110-3377. This is Ricky Rick. It's a Conflict Resolution Wednesday. Thank you for hanging out with us. Today we're looking about looking at the approach when it comes to the topic of sex, sexuality, and all things to do with our bodies and the bodies of the little ones. And how do you deal with a child that is more sexually aware than you thought they were, for instance? Because often we think boys are not aware of Hosa mm. that they get up to. Mm. And more often than not, they are fully aware. Yeah, We were aware from grade three, four, five. Mm. You read a story about an 11-year-old raping and people talk about, did he know? Maybe he didn't, but a lot of boys know from an early age. And how do they know? That is the question. Tell us, Doctor. Take <laughs> I like the way you got out of it. <laughs> I, I didn't know. How, you didn't know. I, I didn't know, but I, I'm saying, I mean, I, no one told me. Mm. But when I was five, traveling, I had an, a, a nanny mm. that looked after me when my parents were on stage. Mm. So at the hotel that we were staying in, we shared the room of yes with my nanny. And then she had a boyfriend that came in the hotel room. So she's, she snuck stock in. Yeah, a, a person who works at the hotel. Yes. And then... Hey, she was they, quick. Yeah, they had an uh, intercourse whilst I was sleeping. And you woke up? And I woke up and I watched and I got... And I watched. Yeah? But, but you were excited like by the guy, not her. No, at the time I was excited by the act. Ah, mm-hmm. so what you mean. You Even know, though you didn't quite comprehend what was going okay. on. Yeah. So there's two processes. There's the awareness where the child now is aware that 
something is happening here. Mm. And sometimes it's the awareness of there are certain places when I touch them, they stimulate something. Or mm. it's just an awareness of differences. Yeah. But now I think we mean sexually awakened because a child who becomes sexually awakened, mm. they recognize that there's pleasure that goes with it. There's curiosity and not just curiosity in terms of knowing, but exploring the body. Mm. And actually the conversation about sex, you're supposed to go a bit more detailed when your child becomes aware and awakened. Mm. Because some kids are aware and they don't really know what they're doing. They don't sure. even know what their vagina is there for or it, what it their penis is It just feels nice when I touch it. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, it is normal for kids as young as two to self-stimulate. Yes. What you call masturbating. Yeah. It yeah. is not masturbating necessarily because they are not necessarily thinking about sexual pleasure in the same way that you were thinking about sexual pleasure. Mm. It's more one of the erogenous zones in terms Mm. of calming themselves, just like you're doing when you're sucking your thumb. So they can be sleeping and then they just fondle their little penis. They're Mm. sleeping, they fondle their little um, uh, nipple. Mm. But we associate the sexual connotation to it. And then when a child becomes aware of that, that there's... Mm. Yes. And then they've become sexually awakened. And you will notice when your child becomes sexually awakened that they are much more curious about your body. Mm. They become like little peeping toms. Mm. They are really curious about sex. They get embarrassed. They're very self-conscious about it. They like, you know, they like people of the opposite sex. Mm. That conversation about the bees and the bees is no longer appropriate. We have to be much more real Mm. with that child. Mm. Good morning, Lauren. Thank you for holding. Hi, morning, Fish and team. Thanks for the great show and thank you, Doc for all your advice so far. Um, man, this parenting is quite a challenge and I've got a two-year-old. My comment or query is actually what resources are there or is there maybe a course that parents can attend about what to say when? So what's appropriate to talk about at what age? You know, and, and how do you approach it at different ages? You know, I have a book in my office and I'm not in my office, I'm in studio. I'll take a picture and then I'll put it on on WhatsApp because Mm. we try and explain to children different things at different um, levels. But here's what I want to say to you. Know that when you are two, the awareness about sex and sexual pleasure is not there. It's just an okay. issue of uh, I want to fall asleep and I touch something and then that soothes me mm. and after a while I'm okay. It feels good but it's not sexual. It's not mm-hmm. sexual. Thank yeah. you for that. Okay. Yes. So when you are that age at two, you are not going to talk to me about the penis and the erection and a vagina and yeah. you know, that's not it. So yeah, it's more exactly. about what the child finds comforting. And actually a lot of it is going to be a problem both based on how you respond to it. Mm. So you find a little boy fondling the little penis and you say, no, don't do that. That is inappropriate. Actually that's your business that's your issues there's nothing wrong with that okay especially when you there are some kids that they do start masturbating and now they find pleasure on it but not the same kind of sexual pleasure that Mm. you get when you're masturbating as an adult and Mm. then the way we respond as parents we make the child feel like there's something wrong with it and they need to hide Mm. you do need to structure it in terms of if you're doing that do it in your room and not in front of people Mm. because there are cases where kids do not have boundaries and they're impulsive and they will do it even when it's inappropriate and in public Mm. but we are sexualizing it even when it's we not sexualize it about when we shoot sex. Yeah, yeah. Does that answer your question, Lauren? Yes, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. Yes, thank I you. Okay. In fact, Puleng on Twitter says, I once caught my daughter touching her JJ and I lost it uh, mm. because I didn't know it was normal, like the doctor just mm. said. Okay, now you know, Puleng. It is a conflict resolution Wednesday. Talking sex, sexuality, and all things kids and their bodies. When to do it? Do we do it? Is it a case of, you're the father, talk to your son? Or do we all have a responsibility to speak to our kids equally? Mm. What would you recommend, Doc? 
Um, we share the responsibility to talk to our children about sex, about yeah. their bodies and about their development. And just so that you know, and I don't mean to scare you, children as young as six become sexually awakened. Yes. They begin to explore sex because of they, somebody has touched them, because they've seen pornography, because we've given them iPads and they show each other porn on their iPads at school. But also the reality is for a lot of especially black families mm-hmm. we, share a room. Mm. we share a room so we've mm. seen mama and papa making the siblings yes yeah, yeah. How, then, I, how, how am i not going to wake up sexually yes when the sex happens on the bed and i'm sleeping on the floor absolutely and in fact when we are playing we call it house i know Renako Mamlodi Mantuani. called it sailor yes yeah on that note yes there's someone who says dj fresh why is it sounding like we are criminalizing the school of playing mama le papa um, I think the school of playing Mamale Papa is fine for as long as it's about developing gender roles, if that's what you want, but also in terms of making the children learn how to, to interact with each other and learn family different roles. However, when it becomes sexual, that's what we worry about because actually we're exposing the children to abuse. But it always became that. Yeah. I'll give you an example. We'd always fight about who's going to play mom and who's going to play dad. Yes. And then literally two minutes into the game, Okay, uh, it's at night now. Mama le papa ba And then you dry hump. Be, ex- thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because when you are that age, you are that innocent. In fact, in, in play therapy, you'll have the child take the girl doll yes. and the boy doll. And then the clothes are still there and they put them on top of each other. They dry hump. Where did yes. they learn that? Where so, did we learn that? I've never seen anyone have sex. But when we played house, but, we knew to dry hump. The likelihood is that if you've been in a home where you can see what your parents are doing. And most of us grew in very small rooms mm. where people were doing each other. Or somebody else in the family or one of the kids who's been exposed comes and shows it to you. Here's the problem. When it leads to the kids being naked and exploring each other's bodies sexually. And when it leads to um, their sexual organs touching. That's the problem. Yes, yes. Yes. There is a question on uh, WhatsApp. Uh, It's unsigned. This one says, I'm quite comfortable with how much I have taught my two girls about sex age 15 and 9 until I was stuck over the weekend when they asked me about the lubricant that they found and they want to know what it is. And how old are they? 15 and 9. Okay, so the conversation you have with the 15-year-old is very different to the one that you have with the 9-year-old. Surely be honest to both. No, but I'd uh, be not more honest with the 15-year-old. No, I would be more old. honest with mm. the 15-year-old. Okay. Hore, that's one of the things that we use when Daddy and I are playing. And that okay. could be sufficient if she's not even aware about what do you mean when you're playing. Mm. And if she is, then you can go a bit more detailed. But here's the trick, and this is irrespective of age. Mm. Ask the questions. Let your children See how much they know. T- tell you what they know. Yes. Let them tell you the vocabulary that they use mm. and make it so accessible and casual and fun so that you get to hear more about what they know and what they would like, what, what they do not know and the, the inconsistencies that they have sure. so that you can correct it rather than why would this uh, because mm. that shuts down the communication. Yes. So a lot of us, we create the taboo because of how we handle the situation. Mm. We create anxiety. And then we it. lose them right there. And then there. we lose them right there. They'll go to their chum who's not going to tell them but will also show them yes. by demonstrating the sexual act. Good mm. morning, Stembi. So thank you for holding. Good morning. How are you? We are good. Thanks for asking. What's on your mind? Good. Thank you. Um, I just like to say, obviously, as you know, parenting doesn't come with a manual, so we really appreciate the show. Pleasure. Um, my husband and I are raising twins, a boy and a girl who are now eight. And I think the challenge came um, when they always used to bark together, obviously because it's time consuming. Until then, my son recently touched uh, my daughter's boobs and say, 
allowed. But I think the conflict for me is um, my daughter has a very good relationship with her dad. And I just like to know that where do I draw the line um, of what she can and cannot tell her dad? For example, we always joke that probably when she has her first period, the first person she'll tell is her dad. Mm. Even when her boobs started growing, she mm. pulled up her dress and said, Baba, look, you know, where do where do we draw the line? Because obviously I don't want to ruin that trust yeah. of, you know, being overprotective and Ooh. then she starts being scared to tell him certain things. Uh, Stempi, so pl- please listen on the radio. Yes. Uh, can we take a break? Yes. And then we'll come back uh, to, to that question. But uh, just to answer what happened in our relationship with my daughter, I waited for her to start giving me signals that she's uncomfortable about certain things. Because we'd bath and shower together. And when I started realizing, for instance, that when I walk into her room, she covers her top, then I understood that it's uncomfortable for her. So I must grant her that privacy. That's how we navigated it. But we'll hear for the doctor, Dr. Tsepisomatenji on Metro FM. Good morning. 844 Metro FM is where you're at. Conflict Resolution Wednesday. When... If to have the conversation about sex and sexuality with your children, it's a broad topic, uh, but hopefully you'll pick up a gem or two. Zuki, thank you so much for your patience. What's on your mind? Morning, guys. How are you? We're good, Zuki. Thanks for asking. Um, okay, so I've got two boys. Now, the one is the one is 13 and the one is 8. Yeah. Now, I have the 13-year-old one. I, I haven't really spoken to him about anything really, because I, I don't know when to start. As For me, this is an interesting topic because it's always been at the back of my mind. I need to speak to this child about this, but I do not know what to say, and yeah, and I do not know when to say what. Mm. And um, up until now, all that I've actually really instilled in them is that you, these are your private parts. Nobody can touch you. Mm. If it so happens that somebody is touching you, let me know. I've actually tried. I've 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 built a relationship with them that um, they're comfortable enough to, to to talk to me about anything. Yeah. So should anything of 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 of, of that sort arise, I, I I know and I trust that they will be able to come to me and say, look, mommy, mm. this and this happens because there are a lot of things happening in our schools and around our, our communities. So um, I've actually just tried to instill that trust in that trust mm. and that relationship whereby they can talk to me about anything. Mm. N- now that yeah, now the eight-year-old one, he's more in touch with his feminine side. So I, I actually never, I, I've, I didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah. Because he 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 he's he's, he's the kind that he's, he's he plays with girls because and when I asked him why 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 do you like playing with girls, he would say to me. Boys are too rough, mm. and and you know, especially in our communities, these kind of things are. Um, some people, if I, if I go to to some pe- to people's houses, and they're like, "Oh, but why is he always playing with girls?" And it it, it becomes an uncomfortable topic sometimes. Mm. But I actually try to make it to to to. to I mean, it's for me. It's okay. He can be anywhere he wants. I think tell but, them that. Let it be. A source of discomfort. Yes. Tell them that. Yes, and that, tell people that as yes. well. Yes, uh, if people ask you, one, you don't know them an explanation, but since they're asking, because mm. he wants to play with girls, what's He's the problem? With it. You need to advocate for your eight-year-old that it yes. is okay for you to say no. I want to play with girls. You guys are rough. And if any of the other mummies ask to be able to say, uh, do you have an issue with him playing with anybody that he mm. wants to play yes. with? You know, yes. that yes. Is, yes. that is with the eight-year-old. Let me touch on what you said, Zuki, about the thirteen-year-old. Um, yes. He's thirteen, and I'm gonna 
to assume certain things, but even if I am wrong, just pay attention to those things. His uh, early puberty, if not already in puberty. So some of the conversations that you can have is about how his body is changing. One of the things that we notice about kids who are at that age is that their smell, their body odor becomes very intense. Mm. I promise it's not me. <laughs> uh, their body odor becomes very, very intense. You notice the changes in the voice. You might even notice that when you're doing laundry, some of the sheets and whatever, some things are happening. So you can begin a conversation as easy. You know, at this age, Pella, you know, when you start smelling, it means you are hitting poverty now. Your body is changing. Mm. So how do you feel about it? What about the other kids? Because some kids are late bloomers, right? They might even already begin to notice that some of the people that I hang around with, already they are changing the way that they speak because their voice is getting deeper. Why isn't mine getting deeper? You can even have the conversation about the fact that, you know, we need to go and get you new but again, toiletry, yes. because you need to have a perfume, you need to have whatever. You and that is your way to under, come in. Underarm stuff. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Now, I want to go to Stembiso. Um, Stembiso, I wanna, we were talking about the fact that for as long as your eight-year-old girl child is comfortable with dad, why are you uncomfortable? But I wanted to say to you, unless if you do not trust your husband to know how to protect your daughter, if you trust him, then can you just relax a little bit? Mm. Are we not hyper vigilant though we as are. parents? We are. And and sometimes our own anxiety we project it onto the wrong people and then we end up harping when we shouldn't be doing that. Mm. So if she's still comfortable, as as Fresh was saying during the break that it is no before we went on break, that it is when her daughter his daughter started being uncomfortable with him walking into the room when she was naked and hiding and being self conscious, that it was communicating that actually no, this is no longer okay. Mm. Or when your own child, when you are washing, starts saying, Eh, are you decent? Can I come yes, in? Please yes. Please don't kiss in front of me, whatever. Then you have signs that uh-uh, maybe we are moving. And then have the conversation. Why are you uncomfortable? Yes. Is this where you are? That's okay. We open that door and we begin the conversation. Mm. Um, it's, it's been running in my mind because we we are now talking. What's going on? I, I we, we, we are now talking and it, it, the majority of the people are talking about kids assumingly that the girl is straight, the boy is straight. Yes. Mm. How do you, as a parent, tackle the conversation about sexuality? Sexuality as in the act itself and mm-hmm. sexuality as the person that you are. Yeah. You see your child is a boy and he likes wearing pink, he likes playing with girls and stuff like that. You see your girl likes playing soccer and because they assume good when you play soccer, you're lesbian. But also like you can see good, he, she is more into the boy stuff than mm. anything else. Mm. And that doesn't mean that they are gay or gay. lesbian at yes. the time. They could yes. be interested in just playing with the girls or the boys. Yeah. But however... In fact, we socialize children. Yes. yes. But kids, how, yes. kids, boys would play with dolls all the time if they're not socialized not to. Yes. Mm. But however, yes. it could be possible that they are gay and 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 like I knew when I was six that I, I'm not interested in girls, mm. but I had to pretend like I'm interested in girls because I saw what they do to boys that are sisterach, mm-hmm. and I, I I played party and stuff like that, and also, and I didn't do that, but I'm thinking of for your child not to just because he feels like he's attracted to men, not to automatically allow men to touch take him, advantage in a, to take him. advantage mm. with, uh, of him. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle all those? Look, before, before, when your child is still very a, a minor child, they don't necessarily understand what they're going through. Mm. And I think part of how we engage, and a simple thing like you're watching TV and two men are kissing, mm-hmm. or you're walking around in the mall and you see two men together. The, the, the subtle messages that you are sending to your child says, Ish, if I am interested, there's something wrong with it. Mm. If I am curious, there's something wrong with it. Mm. So we become aware that the conversation is not just between you and I, me, my, 
child and ma- and parent. It's also the subliminal messages that you're sending when you're commenting about other people True. that actually could shut the door on that communication. True. But more importantly, when your child is still exploring and still asking questions, don't you want to be the person who they ask those questions to? Yeah. And when mm-hmm. you do not know, don't you want to be the one who says, let's find out. Mm-hmm. And that if you are curious, curiosity doesn't mean I know. It also doesn't mean I am ready to act on it. It just means I am curious. Can you not have the conversation and do research together? There are some kids as early as nine because they were bullied, right? Mm. And because something traumatic happened to them, they know they don't like their same gender people. Mm. And because they don't like friends who are the same gender, they tend to gravitate towards the opposite gender. Mm. And because of the comments that we make, they tell them there's something wrong with you. Mm. And we say that to the point where by the time they are 12, they know, even if I'm interested in boys, I shouldn't. And that already condemns them. It limits them. It also affects their self-esteem. Much more harm than what those other kids were doing to them. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. So it's about an understanding that by the time they fully comprehend that I am sexually attracted to this person and I want to have a relationship with somebody of the same sex, that awareness is not necessarily happening at 12 or at mm, 9. Mm. It develops through time sure. with maturity. Here are your voice notes. I taught my daughter, she, she turned three last year, so I was telling her uh, while I was bathing her that she shouldn't allow, allow anyone to touch her on her VJJ. And if somebody does touch her there, she must tell Utata. So her mom was bathing her and then she told her mom, Mama, So I guess, yeah, she, yeah, I guess she's, she learned very quick that nobody's supposed to touch her there. The issue of sexuality is a very difficult one. I grew, I grew up in a very religious family and as Christians, uh, you, homosexuality is completely unacceptable. and. Uh, the type of doctrines that we were raised with uh, are very strict. So uh, even now, I think 10 generations from me, uh, people who are gay in my family will not be able to talk about such issues because um, it's something that is completely unacceptable. It's something that you can't even speak about because it's completely unacceptable in a Christian family. It's very, very difficult for people like me and others in the world who were raised in a similar background. My mom lives with her late twin sister's kids, two kids, a son and a daughter. And now this daughter, she's 16 years of age and she's a lesbian. Ever since she was like young, she didn't want to wear dresses and and skirts. She only wanted trousers, track suits and jeans. So we actually accepted that she's lesbian. So there's nothing wrong about that. We have all actually accepted that she's like that. I'd like to be anonymous, but I can relate to the topic you're talking about, the the sex talk. I had sex when I was like grade one, seven years of age. And uh, after having sex, I think for the first three to six months, when I used to go to urinate, I had urinate, urinating blood. That really messed me up, uh, uh, really big time we never really had the the, the talk with the, the parents so yeah some things are just messed up six when he was seven mm. can i that's not come on guys when you were seven years old are you having sex or are you being sexually molested or molested, abused yeah. um the language 
um, is a challenge. But mm. anyway, so let's start with when your child now is sexually awakened. Because sure. for some kids, when you can see where who interested and they found porn, you've seen it on the iPads and on the computer that the child is awake, is, is, is now awakened. They become mm. aroused. And for a lot of parents, now it's real. It's here on your bed and mm. you need to do something about it. So there's multiple conversations we can have. But firstly, it's about how to take care of yourself. And I think some of us have mentioned those types of points that people shouldn't exploit you. You only allow it to happen when you want. Mm. We have the conversation about the fact that when you are aroused, you need a relief, you need a release. Mm. And that's the conversation about masturbation, that you can find the release within yourself, by your own, in the privacy of your room, without somebody relieving you. You don't have to do this. You don't have to perform a sexual act on somebody mm. else. But what Christian and how I'm raised says to me it's wrong. So mm. how do I deal with release when I'm talking to my child? Um, so I know Uncle Fresh, yeah. and I know that because of my own hang-ups and my own doctrina- mm. indoctrination, I'm going to have a difficulty in communicating in an authentic way. Sure. But I have Malumi Fresh. Mm. Malumi Fresh, Ish, Pella, there's this thing. Yeah. Can you step in when now or try to ah, intervene? So okay. you, you have people in your network who can advocate for you. Mm. The key thing, Kukhori, you also try to find people who can advocate for you on your behalf who have common values sure. so that that child still feels that I'm loved and I'm accepted even if now I'm, I'm masturbating. Sure. Because if they don't, that creates another problem. Mm. Because if you're going to have somebody... Don't do that. What are you doing? This is against us. That child, if there's any other thing that abused or exploited, they will not come to you. Mm -hmm. So you want to keep the door open. So have the conversation about masturbation. Have the conversation about hygiene, about taking care of themselves. Mm. And then the fact that when you do have somebody that you're interested in, in, of the same sex or opposite sex, that you have a responsibility to protect them. That when you are busy kissing, you may become aroused. When you're watching TV together, you may become aroused. When somebody's sitting next to you, you may become aroused. What does aroused mean? Mm. We tend to focus more on ge- on boys about that your penis will stand. Mm. We're forgetting mm. that girls mm. can also become aroused. Sure. Have the conversation about wet dreams. Mm. Have the conversation about morning glories. Mm. And have the conversation that if that happens, you might begin to have dreams about somebody that you think you do not like, but you're having dreams like they're touching you yes. and you are feeling like it's tingly. And I'm talking about a girl child. Like it's tingling and you're itching. Mm. You think you can scratch it or go away. No, it doesn't. Your breath changes. So mm. have those conversations so that the child understands there's multiple ways and make it interesting show them videos not of sex not of porn mm. but of things that educate them show them pictures as well doc we could talk to you the whole day i wish we actually did talk to you the whole day where do we find you online and is there any literature you recommend to parents uh, i can't of, yeah okay I you'll post it and, and we'll also post it, it. so yes. come to our twitter it's at Timatent. Come to the website that is www.matenji.com and then on Facebook, like our page, Matenji Consulting Services on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're Thank scratching you. your head. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Tsepiso Matenji.